Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. So good to be in the house of the Lord today. If we can, let's turn the book of Luke, please. I don't preach long, but I always live in expectation that God is going to do something mighty. Amen. Amen. I've enjoyed these uh, lessons of unity that have been taught this past month. It's been great. Um, I, I heard a story, and I just want to share it with you real quick. It was really neat about, it had nothing really, when the guy was telling me it had nothing to do with unity, but that's all I could think about was unity. But uh, when I think of unity is when one falls, you pick them up. You know, and, and, and you, you speak up for those. And when they can't speak, you speak for them. When you can't, sh- when they can't shout, you shout for them. When they can't praise, you praise for them. And uh, the story happened actually in Ocala. It's, it's kind of funny. But this story happened in Ocala. Uh, in, I don't know if any of y'all know the Wickers down there. Um, they live in a little area called Wickerville. And uh, that's what he calls it anyways. And... <clears throat> Some kids got to playing in a yard, and they had some company come over. And this yard, I mean, in Wickerville, it's known as a big cow pasture, a lot like Hatch Bend. And there's a mean old bull in there. Well, one of the parents said, is, are they okay in there? And they said, well, I don't know. That bull's pretty mean. Well, and the mom said, well, I better get out there and get her. Get them kids out. In the, and, and she looked outside, and there was a little girl about nine years old. And that, and that bull had reared itself up. Well, this bull, this little girl walks up to that bull in its face and got in its face and slapped it in the face and says, no. He says, no. You know, they said that whole thing got the kicking and dust coming up and she slapped it again and looked down her eye and says, no. You're not going to do that. And it happened two or three more times and before you knew it, that old bull turned around and walked away. I'm glad I live in a church that's preaching unity. And when the old saint comes up against us, we got other saints in the church that's going to just stand there looking in the face saying, No, no, not today, devil. Not today. Not today. I'm thankful for praying, praying saints of God. You can be seated. Let's turn to the book of Luke, the 17th chapter, the 11th verse. Everybody there, amen. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, and he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered into a certain village, there let him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, 
master. I love I love that. To me, that just proves there's just one God. Jesus, master. How long have you has it been since you called Jesus master? Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that, he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God. And fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Very important. A Samaritan. And Jesus answered, said, Where are there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Has Jesus touched your life? Has God moved in your life today? Where are the nine? They're not found that return to give God give glory to God. Jesus saying, I am God. Once again, I am God. Save this stranger, and he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith made thee whole. As a, well, I can't even call myself young, but as a, as a minister, sometimes you try to find a verse or, or, or something in there that's just, man, what's going to, what's really going to kick? You know, what's really going to, you know, the word is, is, is testimony for itself. We should be able to shout and dance just on what I just read now. But but sometimes you just, you know, you're looking for that. Mm, mm. And Amanda says, you lo- I got my B.O.T.T. DVDs yesterday. I'm reading them. She goes, man, you just love titles, don't you? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm geared. I haven't watched one of them yet. I'm like, I'm geared. I'm like, look at this. You know, she's like, you love titles. But I, I, I really had a hard time with this. And, I, I, and, and I, there's 500 of them you could pull out of this. They, they really are. But I pray, God, I mean, give me something. Give me something. And it didn't come to me just a few minutes ago. My dad came up to me. And he put his arm around me. And he said, if I could stand, I'd shout. So I want to preach to you, if I can stand, I shout. If I can stand, I shout in this place. Then about four minutes later, Brother Chris, come here for a minute. I know Brother Chris likes being brought up the front here, so we, he, he was able to get to me about four foot away there. And he says, put your arm around me. And I put my arm around him and he jumped. You want me to do that? No. I did it for you. (laughs) So my challenge you today is, if you can stand, shout. If you can lift your hands, praise God. If you can run, run. If you can clap your hands, clap your hands. If you can worship the Lord, worship the Lord. There's no chains in this place that can hold you bound. There's no disease in this place that can hold you bound. Because Jesus is in the house. 
if Jesus is in the house, anything is possible. So let's pray. Let's pray this. Let's lift our hands. We're going to pray for this message right now. In the name of Jesus. Right now, God, we come before you, Lord. We're asking, God, that signs, miracles, and wonders would take place in this place today. God, that your spirit, God, would fall over these things, Lord. God, that healing, God, would come forth, Lord. That any demon, God, that is kind of possession, Lord, God, over anybody's mind be released, God. I bind it, Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, God. If I can stand, I can shout, Lord. If I can stand, I'd shout. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a story you probably all heard, but the, the Bible says, or the Bible, the, it is said that the story said the preacher came over to visit unexpectedly and wanted to make a good impression. The lady of the house instructed her little daughter, please run and get the good book that we all love so much. Bring it here. The little girl tottered off. Minutes, minutes later, she comes back with a Sears robot catalog in her hands. The story is quite a perfect example of our human nature, which we is to ask and ask and ask. In this case, as with most children, the little girl's choice was reading material, was a book full of material things of which she had made a list of and not the book of spiritual, physical warfare, things in which we need to make our focal point is the Bible, not material possessions, what brings and teaches us that the response that God is looking for and to receive from us is the response of an uncommon worship. A stand or shout. If I could stand, I could shout in uncommon worship. Jesus expressed his uh, concern in verse 18. Was no one found in return and give worship to God except the foreigner, the Samaritan? We must understand that there are differences between the Jews and the Samaritans. Jews were not real partial to the Samaritans. As we know, the, the Samaritans were... Some of them were known as the mixed breeds and those that were unclean and those that, those that held things that was not right in their body and their bloodline. Their Jewish lineage was not 100%. And many times these Jews would bypass this city of Samaritan. But the city was, or the Samaritans. And on this journey, but Jesus wouldn't. Jesus would not. As we know in Earlier in the book of Luke that he had touched the very man with leprosy. Even thought they had common roots in their heritage. They preferred to feel as if they had nothing in common. Some things brought these Jews in verse 9. And one, Samaritans brought them together. What was it? It was their common affliction. Leprosy was the most feared illness in this time. In verse 12, it tells us that ten leopards stood at a distance. I find that real ironic. Just that little passage there really just makes me want to shout. 
Leprosy, the first place it touched was the eyes. To know that Jesus was afar off was a big ordeal. His very presence opened their eyes. The very presence of God from afar off opened their eyes. Let me tell you guys something. There is people that drive by this church that may have never been here. But they know the presence of God is in this place. They know the presence of God is in this place. And our testimony makes it even stronger. But the Bible says they stood at a distance. They were not allowed to come by anybody. They had to keep a distance of a minimum of six feet from each other, including their family members. Furthermore, the lepers were not allowed to live within the walls of this city. They were cast out completely by everyone. They were known as night dwellers. Not allowed in the city. They would, they would go and, like dogs and get what they could to eat just to make it. Just to make what they could in the middle of the night. The, the Levitical law in uh, Leviticus 13, 45 and 40 through 46 says, And the leper who has the infection, his clothes shall be torn, and the hair of his head shall be uncovered. And he shall cover his mustache and cry, Unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean all the days during which he has infection. He was unclean. He shall not live alone, or he shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. Condition of the leper starts with a very spot in the eye. And on the ends of the fingers and the ha- and at the end of the feet. Places very far from the heart. Much like sin. We see it. And then we touch it. And then we walk towards it. We reach for it. Until it gets into our bloodline. And it's got our heart. It takes us so very far. And then it starts putting us with others. The other unclean. The other crazies. (laughs) We become... We're human. We're chameleons. We're... we, we adapt to our environment. It's who we are. That's why I want to live and stay in this holy place. That's why when we leave this place, we've got to go home and make that a holy place. But sin starts in the eye. There's no cure for this disease at this point. Could you imagine this? On a daily base daily base they have a funeral of a piece of their body could you imagine you burying you because it's unclean you have to bury it but every day a piece would fall off a hand a finger, and you have to bury that. The only one that could preside that is another another leopard, 
just a regular minister that's clean cannot. It had to be another one that would be lepers. These men were outcasts from the temple family in common places. They suffered together in agony of their affliction. Their common need for mercy called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Jesus, Master, have pity, mercy on us. Notice that he didn't say Muhammad. They didn't say Confucius. They didn't say doctor or man. But they called on the name of Jesus. They called his name. The Jehovah, the healer, the way maker. They knew Jesus. They knew Jesus was in the very presence. And when we gather together, we should be able, but Oswald should never ask us to have to, to lift our hands in the very presence of God. When we come into this place, our hands should be raised high, ready to worship the Lord. Not be cheerleaded. Because He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is our way maker. Their common faith. They must have heard the authority and the healing power of Jesus. Their common cleansing. And as they went their way, they were cleansed, the Bible says. Even though in verse 9, Jews and the Samaritans had many common experiences, they had pulled themselves together across generations of prejustice and pride that was able to stand against, look, we're together. We're together in this. Unity. But at this point, the ten-member gang pulled them apart. There was one man that pulled them apart. Was no one found to return and give praise to God except for those foreigner? The word foreigner here means that Jesus used here is the same word that is inscribed on the wall of the temple to describe those who could not enter. This gives us great insight into the faith of the Samaritan. He took Jesus at his word and began a journey to see the priest. A journey that he could not have ever finished. The priest would not have never seen this man at this point. He would have never seen him. The disease was gone. But there's part of him that was... Those scars were still there. Jews still had the priest to go to so far they had declared to be uh, cleaned. To fulfill what they could not consider to be good Jews. Samaritans had nowhere to go but to Jesus. Jesus was the source of healing. Jesus was the one who had shown him the mercy that he did not deserve. The foreigner had to desire to go back to his previous false ways of life. But the Samaritans says, no, Jesus had the power to heal me. The Samaritans' religion had failed him. 
The Samaritan only wanted to go to one place, and that was back to Jesus. He just wanted to get back to Jesus. We can presume a lot of things, but the greatest cause to separate the Samaritan from the Jews was the uncommon worship. The uncommon worship. There were many powerful results of the Samaritan's uncommon worship. He touched Jesus. There's something about a leopard's worship. The restoring prayer of worship. You see, he didn't see him for what he had done. He he worshipped him because of who he was. That Samaritan didn't say, oh God, thank you for healing my face. Healing my feet. Healing my eyes. No, he said, Lord, I worship you for who you are. You are Jesus. You are the Messiah. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We get so caught up in what we want. When God, He wants to heal you, but He wants to do it like this. Tell me who I am. Worship me. He touched Jesus. The Bible says he threw himself at Jesus' feet. Out of the ten were healed. The Samaritan was the only one that got to touch Jesus. And Jesus made him well. And he said to him, rise, go, your faith has made you well. Some Bible scholars say that the word well... Is from the same word that is used in the New Testament to describe salvation. New. Made him new. See, we get stuck, in, and I love the old song. We've, we've, we've heard it for years. I'm going to the enemy's camp. I'm going to take back what he's, he took from me. No, 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 no. The Bible says he makes all things new. Why, why, why we keep going back trying to get what the devil took? Let, let's just go with all things new. I got back saying, family, I want them new. I don't want them to go back to where they came from. I don't want them to think about what they've been delivered from. I want them to think about the promise that God has for them. And God's promise is this. And these legs, and these feet, and these, and these nose. See, he didn't, we can sit there and think about this. Is if he gave him back what the nose, the nose that he needed, it would have came up out of the ground. And he had, just had that old nose. But God says, no, all things new. All things new. A new spirit. Our common affliction has brought us together. Is what they were saying. Sin. It is an affliction that brought us together because we have suffered from it. It is a disease that has contaminated each of us and caused us to be an outcast 
from our families. It is a disease that is fatal to the soul. No one can cure it except for the great physician. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all shared in the affliction of sin. But there is only one thing that will set us apart from most others. An uncommon worship. An uncommon worship. See, we come up here many times and wondering why in the world, man, I just can't get my breakthrough. Why can't I get my breakthrough? I understand. But it's this. We come up and we say, God, deliver me from this. Deliver me from this. He's a deliverer. We ask him to heal, but he's a healer already. So he's, he's wanting us to praise him for who he is. Who he is. Who he is. Our Savior. Our King of Kings. Beyond common worship. Those who are sincerely thankful to give experience to the joy of the touch of God. Those express the uncommon worship to the Master are the ones who experience cleansing of sins and to get the experience of joy of being made well. If anyone has a reason to be thankful, it's us. It's us. We got every reason to be thankful for. We can feel the very presence of God in this place. We can feel the presence of God in our vehicles. We can feel the presence of God in our homes. We can feel the presence of God on our knees and in our showers. And we need to be thankful for that. We need to come up with a common praise. I don't care if you can just put your hands on someone's shoulders and just jump a little bit. Get yourself out of the ordinary. Amen. Not too long ago, I'm going to close here in a minute. Uh, about a about a month and a half ago, we can get stuck in who we are, and uh, I don't walk around talking trashy. I don't I walk around. Being being not a Christian, but at work I'm I'm a, I'm at work. Being a supervisor, being whatever I need to be, and I'm we hear this loud, really loud noise, and I thought a tanker truck blew up. There's constant tankers on our road all the time. I mean, it sounded like it exploded. So. I had somebody in, in my office, and I kind of like just looked out my window a little bit, and I didn't see nothing, but all of a sudden, I see just tons of people running. And I'm like, oh, boy, Korea's coming in here or something. I don't know. All of a sudden, man, we we got this sweet little Catholic lady that works for us. I mean, she's the one a couple years ago, man. She was sick with, had some breast cancer. And she says, she just comes up to Bobby, pray for me. I said, okay. I, 
I just kind of patted her off a little bit. Okay, I will. She goes, no, 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 no. Brother Boyd's preached our funerals around here with McNatt's. You know, she, you know, she just, I know y'all lay hands, you lay hands on me and we're right there in the office. Okay. God healed her. But the, but, but this lady comes rolling up my stairs. I mean, she wears flip flops. I mean, we got, I mean, she's known as a flip flop. In our office there. And well you hear her walking all over the places, you know them flip flop 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 flop. And I hear her run flu 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 she I'm like, oh boy, she's getting close. <laughs> so up the stairs she comes. Bobby, did you hear that loud noise? Well anybody within a ten mile radius heard that noise. She says, Well, there's someone out there and you need to go out there. Well, okay. I go out there and there's people just standing everywhere. You know, they're just standing around this kid. He's laying on the ground. Eye, he's got an eye out of the socket here. I'm not trying to be graphic. I'm, I'm being, I, I'm telling you where he was at. It blew his shirt completely off. I, we, it's a tire store. And he was putting um, that new auction or something you can put in the tires. There you go. And it blew the rim plumb off. And when it did, it blew his shirt. I mean, it when it blew his shirt off, it like drug it off. And he had tire, like deep wounds right here all in this. Laying there. I'm, and I'm over there. I'm like, Whew. well, I wonder what she's talking about, you know. So here she is right behind me again. And she says, well, pray for him. Pray for him. Oh, okay, so I'm, I go to make my move, and uh, the guy's name is Jabbo, his son. He's got two grandkids that were in prison, and we would talk about it, and he would, i give him a word, and he'd tell his kids, his grandkids, the word. they're out, they're working for him now, and, you know, he's, and he looks at me, preacher! Here we go again, there's two of them now, here we go. <laughs> you know, he I said, look, is it is it okay if I pray for him? Yeah! I'm church of God. Come on, man. Let's pray, you know. Let's pray, man. So I knelt down there, and I began to pray. And he was in agony. When I tell you he was in agony, he was a hurting man. And I would say, how's your leg? How's your hand? How's your head? It doesn't look too good, but how's your head? And I mean, like, it went from screaming pain, agony, hurt, to pick me up. Within seconds, he says, pick me up. I'm thinking, man, this guy, you know, what if his... And I looked at his, the, the boss, he says, pick him up. So I reached down there and gave him a hand. He perked himself up, and he was like this. Now the ambulance came and got him. They took him away. 
But he was at work the very next day. God is a healer. He's waiting for us for an uncommon worship. I can't come in this place when my dad's in this place can barely move. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out and I'm going to get up here and I'm going to try to worship him a little bit. I'm going to worship for him if I have to. If you got someone next to you and you know they're sick, you worship for them. Those that have these requests that are every Sunday, you pray for them, but you worship for them. He's waiting for worship. Let's all stand. I want to tell you, if you need the Holy Ghost today, God is here to give you the Holy Ghost. He says you ask, and He'll forgive you. Repent. We got this water filled up. Those are going to get baptized. But God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost in this place if you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you need deliverance, but I want to, I want to, I just want to challenge you with this. If you need the Holy Ghost, from here, your seat to here, I want you to ask God for forgiveness. Repent. But when you get here, I want you to give him an uncommon praise. Does anybody got an uncommon praise in this house? We are known as peculiar people. We're known to be a little bit different. And I'm not trying to cheer you. I want to see someone's life change. I want someone healed and delivered and filled with the spirit in this place. So if you got an uncommon praise, let's just come forward and begin to give God an uncommon praise. Let's don't give him the same old, same old. Let's give him an uncommon praise this morning. Lord, we love you. We praise you, Lord. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.